Embrace what makes you stand out. Welcome to How Mom Made It. I'm Mary Goulet. And I'm Heather Ryder. And we're celebrating a local, new, award-winning children's book author. Her name is Samantha Childs, and she is the author of Henry and the Magnificent Snort. Samantha, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, so you got to tell us, what is this book about? So... The book is about a little French bulldog named Henry, and he gets bullied because he snorts. And uh, then he goes along a journey and learns that he's lovable, snorts and all. That's so cute. I love that. Henry got bullied? Yes. So in the beginning of the book, it starts in New York. Then he moves to San Diego, and everything's going well until he goes to a new doggy daycare. (laughs) <laughs> and at the doggy <laughs> and at the doggy daycare, he has a uh, a dog come up to him who makes fun of his snort, and that starts the bullying. And then he starts to question himself, starts to question his own lovability. He thinks something's wrong with him, but then he learns some really valuable lessons and comes out stronger on the other side. Oh, so cute. Okay, so this is a children's book, and is this your first? Uh, attempt at a children's book because you already are winning it awards. Is. This is my first children's book. Wow, yes. wow. So why don't you share with us the process because Heather and I have written a couple of books and it's it's a birthing in a way. Yes. So how did how did your process begin and did you go get an agent? Did you self-publish? Did you find an illustrator? And then also how you came up with the idea for the book. Yeah, start there. All right. All right. So, so much there. Okay. Um, we like so to give I- you a lot of questions all at once. <laughs> <laughs> really confuse you. <laughs> let, let me know. Let me know if I leave anything out. But uh, so it's the idea for the book. Um, it's based on two true stories. The first story is the story of my dog, Henry, who was a real dog. Um, and the second story is my own personal story. When I was in middle school, I went to a new school, and I was bullied at in middle school. So I tell my story through Henry and the experiences of the dog. Um, I started with the idea. It started eight years ago. Um, my dog was actually and still is a uh, social media celebrity. So he had a huge following on Instagram um, under Henry LaFrenchy was his handle. And I always wanted to write a children's book. It was the first thing I ever wanted to be when I grew up, quote unquote. And um, I had this idea of doing something about bullying in my experiences. And then I had this, this dog who was so lovable and who had um, this big following and all these people who like to see the, the pictures and videos I posted. So I thought, okay, I should do the story and it, and it should be also about Henry and kind of merge these two things together. So I came up with the idea and I had an illustrator in mind because it was a woman or girl who I had met um, through Etsy years and years and years ago. Um, I had liked her art and commissioned a painting of Henry um, as a little king And when I thought of doing the book, 
I that's who I thought I just loved how she painted animals and so I reached out to her and I told her my idea and she said she would love to do it with me and so we started the process um eight years ago of of uh working on the book and it's um it's self-published but I made my own little publishing company um and yeah so I've just been kind of learning as I as I go along and it's been it's been a, a fun fun experience. So when was the book released? Two months ago. Oh wow and you have three awards for it already? Um yes and I just got a fourth one uh yesterday. So are you applying to these different places and then submitting a book to them? Yeah you have to submit your book to the different awards um and then wait to hear back. And um, so far, it's been so far, it's been really good. So within two months of publishing, you already have four awards. Yes. <laughs> All right, this is incredible. And <laughs> I also want to kind of go back to what sparked this because, you know, the shows for moms, and we were talking about kids and how important this theme is also, of Henry's life experience, your life experiences told through Henry, because bullying is a problem. It's a problem on school grounds. It's a problem in Business. corporations. Yeah. 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 It's, it's a problem in a lot of different um, areas and arenas. Uh, what was your experience? Like, you don't have to go into like details, but just for the emotions, like I, I was bullied in middle school. I think middle school is like a terrible time. Oh, I was bullied <clears throat> in, I can't fourth grade or something. This big girl didn't like me and she literally when the teacher was out of the room you know how the desk is attached to the chair yeah she just yeah. pulled me right outside and locked the door I was in the hallway oh, oh. oh my no she was a she bully. pulled your whole desk out she pulled me and the desk into the hallway oh my god with you in the chair in, in the, the chair yeah. and I was and the door then she locked the door to the class yeah I was threatened to be beaten up and stuff I'm like I'm yeah, I mean, we all go through terrible things. So what was kind of your experience and and what has been the response that you've been getting on this topic and this theme? So um, my experience was I went to a new school um, for middle school. And before that, I hadn't, I hadn't really experienced anything. So I was just blissfully unaware that this could happen. And then when it did happen... I, I was at this at the new school. At first, it started out okay, but then I started getting bullied. Um, kids would call me names. Um, I have a I have a big forehead, so they called me Egghead. Uh, no one would talk to me. I would go like an entire day at school where maybe one person would say hi, and that's it the whole day. And um, even my my old friends who had come to that school with me, they stopped talking to me because they didn't want to be connected. Um, oh to me, so it was a, it was a crazy experience and it definitely, um, it definitely shook me. And I, I kind of, the way that I tell it in the book with Henry, um, he's called a different name, but it, it pretty much matches what happened to me just in a dog version. And then all of the feelings that he has, <clears throat> like there's this one scene he, in the book, Henry gets called, um, pig dog because he snorts. and there's this one scene where he's looking into his water bowl and in the reflection in the water bowl, he's seeing a pig. And so he 
just internalized what was said to him. And he thought, you know, something's wrong with me. I must be horrible for all these dogs to treat me that, that way. And that, that was my experience. I thought that if everyone was doing this, then it must say something about me. And um, so that's what I really wanted to help. You know, I think whenever something hard happens to you or people are mean to you, it's hard, it's hard not to internalize it. And I wanted to help kids and, and adults um, just know that they're lovable even when these, even when these things happen and that it, it doesn't have to do with them or, or their core or their own, um, their own lovability. And when it happened, when it happened to me, it actually wasn't even called um, bullying. Back, um, back when I was young, it was only called bullying if it was physical. So oh, if people yeah. were calling you names or even like throwing things at you or not talking to you or that was just like, it was considered or called teasing. Yeah. <laughs> so our kids will so be that's kids. Really changed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So unless you were getting beat up, it wasn't really, um, it wasn't even really looked at. Yeah. And I think that interesting. that's changed. Well, because, and you see it so much also now, I, I, I don't even know how kids deal with the social media aspect of it all because yeah. it's just the emotional terror that kids have to go through is heartbreaking. Yeah, it's so true. It's just a whole new level of it. Yeah. Wow. So that's the first part of the book, and then you somehow turn it around. I don't want to do a spoiler alert, but... <laughs> We can do a little mini spoiler. We can, yeah, because, you, because <laughs> listening to this, listening to this podcast, mom, you're going to buy this for your kids or your grandkids or, and even just for yourself. So yeah, go ahead and talk about the transition that Henry goes through. So um, what happens is at first, Henry doesn't want to reach out to his mom, which is a very common thing for people who are bullied. I didn't reach out to my mom. A lot of times kids don't want to don't want to share what's happening to them for a lot of, a lot of reasons. Um, maybe it's shame, um, worry that nothing will get fixed. Um, but that's actually some of the, the best advice is, is to reach out. And so at first he doesn't, and then he does, and he opens up to his mom and he tells her, um, he tells a trusted adult what he's experiencing and she listens to him and um, tells him that it's not his fault and explains to him that all parts of us and all of our, our, our little weirdnesses are magnificent gifts. Like all of our differences are things that are good and, and gifts to the world and that we're also all connected. So no one, no one can ever be rejected. We're all connected. And Henry um, really internalizes this and then later sees his, his, uh, the dog that was bullying him and um, he actually sees him get bullied and has this um, realization and uh, kind of this empowered moment as a, as a bystander and as a witness, which is another really important um, thing for, for kids and adults to think about just the, the power that you have by being someone who, who observes it and what you do then. And he then decides to go and hold um, a rally and share um, messages about kindness and anti-bullying. 
and he gets a lot of support and just um, gets so much self-esteem through the whole through the whole process and uh, just grows a lot as a little pup. I know it's such as I want to get the book. It almost it literally brings like a tear to your eye yeah. because I think so many people can relate to this. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I think so too. And I've had the most um, the most amazing feedback. Um, parents and grandparents and people who have been bullied themselves, or just just adults, just relating to the message because sometimes one of the things I mentioned in the book is sometimes we can bully ourselves. So it can just be internal bullying, just the words that we tell ourselves. And um, so many people have reached out and, and said the nicest things about, you know, how this has helped their grandchild who is being bullied or how this helped their granddaughter who was being a little bit of a bully just to, to understand and um, how they were bullied. And this book makes them feel better about what they've gone through when they were a child. And, that's been um, really, really, uh, really special. Well, and I think it's books like this that really make a difference in opening dialogue and having a conversation and even kind of preemptively looking at the at bullying and knowing that it's a problem on playgrounds, it's a problem on social media, it's a problem in different areas, that if you can preemptively start having the conversation about bullying so that kids can also recognize it, maybe even in themselves or when it's happening to a friend or someone that they don't even know maybe on the playground, that they can recognize it and maybe stop it. That's such, it's such a good point. Yeah, it makes it into something that they know and that they're familiar, familiar with and they know how, how to handle and also something that's discussed. So they can talk about it with their parents. They can read the book. It does open up the, the conversation um, and, and lets you know that there are all these different, um, different roles in, in bullying and different aspects to it. And none of it has to do with someone being bad and someone, you know, or anything like that. So it's, yeah, I think that it's a really good, uh, a good way just to, to bring it into, into conversation. So what age group did you target or because like we've so, been saying it goes through adults and grandparents and business people everybody but so on um on Amazon they ask everyone and and people have been saying 4 and up. I know people who have kids who are younger than 4 that listen to it um you know when it's read to them but it's being um marketed as kind of four and up, elementary school age, basically. Okay, so now let's kind of transition and talk about this process of, this is what I think there's a lot of um, people out there listening who want to write a book, and I love the idea that you've self-published the book. Mary and I have kind of gone different routes in publishing. We've gone with traditional publishers. Our first one was with Hyperion. Our second book was Simon & Schuster. But we really... Mm -hmm like the independence of self-publishing and actually I think you can make more money potentially even in the self-publishing and you have the control. So tell us about that, that process of self-publishing. Um, so I, yeah, I didn't even, I didn't even try to get this book um, published in a more traditional way. I knew the illustrator that I wanted to work with and I, and I liked kind of doing the whole process of having that, control. Um, but it's, I'm still learning. 
uh-huh. as I do, as I do the whole thing, because, um, right now I'm in some local stores and then I'm also, but mostly it's through Amazon. And, um, I just kind of sit down every day and work on different things like promoting with promoting the book and with reaching out and some and and applying to different awards and sending it off to different people and sometimes you don't hear anything back and sometimes amazing things happen um I got to be on the news on um on Monday on a live interview um on Fox and that was really neat um well, you're but, coming and, into the school year. This would be a perfect time to push that kind of stuff. Yeah, I've done. I've done so far. I've only done one because school just started. But I've just I've done one reading, which was really, um, which was really neat. Uh, kids came up and talked to me afterwards, and then also the teachers came up and told me that they had wanted to write a children's book, and I had inspired them. That felt really nice to to be someone who in, inspires someone else. Um, but honestly, I'm just kind of. I'm kind of learning and figuring this out as, as I go. And so, did you use the Amazon self-publishing platform to kind of get, cause I know no. that, okay, what, what did you use? <laughs> yeah. So I didn't do that. Um, I published through a publishing company that I'd had a friend who made a book through. It's called Regent and um, they have an office in San Diego and their books are just beautiful. And I, really cared um about the the quality and the look of the of the book i my parents when i grew up my parents owned an independent bookstore um and i spent all this time around books and my mom you know got me so many children's books and i would read all the time and i really wanted just a just a beautiful book and so i published um, th- through this company, they did the actual printing and then, um, and then I ship the books to Amazon. So I'm not using Amazon's um, fulfillment or anything. Mm-mm. Oh, I am doing fulfilled by Amazon. It's fulfilled by Amazon, but it's not their printing company. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's so many different, like there's so many different routes to go in self-publishing. So just, just curious as to what you chose, because the other thing is, is getting the book published sometimes is the easy part. You're probably finding this too. The marketing and getting it out into the hands of readers is also another challenge in publishing and writing a book. Yes. Yes. That definitely, that definitely is. Um, I'm finding, so one thing that has helped is that um, I had this Instagram account for, or I have this Instagram account for Henry. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of dog lovers who followed him have been buying, buying the book. And so that's been a nice platform. I'm not sure how I would have done it without that. Well, I would have made it work, but that platform has been really helpful to me. Um, and then other than that, like just reaching out to different um different media, different news sources. I've been talking to um, bullying organizations and I've found one that I really love, which is um, called Pacers National Bullying Prevention Center. And um, I sent them a book and they liked the book and put it onto their um, their recommended uh, book club. And we're working on like discussion questions together. They're a really good resource um, for parents if 
and parents, kids, and uh, teachers, if if you're dealing with this is this is for bullying, not for publishing, unless you've written a book about um, bullying. But if you're dealing with your kid being bullied, or your child maybe is bullying, or your child is witnessing bullying, it just has fantastic um, advice and resources. And I've got links to it on my uh, on my website. And they also have a, a reading list, and they go through all the books and make sure the ones that they pick. Um, really go, are aligned with their, um, with their messages and their, their values. It's, it's a great site. So that's a good thing um, that parents should know about. Okay. So what is your website so people can go find those resources? Um, mine is henryandthemagnificentsnort.com. And that's Henry so with an I. Yes, Henry with an I. So H E N R I. Yes. Okay. On me. French Bulldog. <laughs> exactly. Go, let's go back to the Instagram. How the heck did you grow it to sixty-seven thousand followers? So he, Henry's so cute. But I mean, would you just his, post pictures of him all the time? At his at his peak, he actually had seventy-six point nine thousand followers, and it' so strange how it happened. Um, I. I I didn't know that was going to happen. I actually started the account because I was procrastinating. Um, I was in grad school for um, my MFA in writing. And I went on a family or not. I went on a family trip to work on my writing. And I thought, okay, I'm going to have no distractions here because um, I was in a cabin that didn't have TV. Um, I didn't really have, I don't think it even really has internet. And I was just like, I'm just going to work on my thesis, but I had my phone and, (laughs) um, (laughs) and my, my friend had started an Instagram account for her dog and she had 57 followers or something like that. And I thought that is so funny. And the followers were people she didn't know. And I thought, Oh my gosh, you have people following your dogs. That's so funny. So then for that two weeks that I was, there in uh, Montana, I think I maybe wrote two pages for my thesis, <laughs> and <laughs> and I set up an entire Instagram account for my dog, and was entering him in contests. They had this this contest that was like a back to school contest. I was posting all like these little posed pictures and just having like fun with it, and and not working on my thesis and. That I, I continued to procrastinate for a while, and then I just really um, the account started blowing up. Um, more and more people were following it, and it was so it was so fun because I didn't like to post too many pictures of my dog, or you know, to your friends, and or you think it's going to bore people or they're not going to be interested. But on this, people were specifically wanting to see my dog, and um, at first it just seemed like it was something that I was doing for fun. And then I had these moments where I I realized that it was bigger than just me posting videos and, and pictures of my dog. Um, This, one of the first ones was a man reached out to me and um, I'm not sure where he lived, somewhere in the U S and he told me that he had really severe and, and debilitating epilepsy it was so bad that sometimes um, he couldn't leave his house. But one thing that helped him get through the day was every day he'd go on and look at pictures of Henry. 
and I was just yeah and I was just like floored and then I had um I had these other things I had this mother write me and she had a daughter who was really young like two or three years old and her daughter was really sick and had to be in the hospital a lot and she wrote me and she said could I post more videos because um, she and her daughter would watch the videos of Henry from her hospital beds. And so I started posting more videos. And at that time I was making little, um, I was making these little piggy banks that were Frenchies that I would paint on. And I sent one to the daughter and the mom took a, a video and showed me of the daughter, like opening the piggy bank and like squealing and being so happy that she'd gotten something from Henry. And so just these kind of amazing things happened through what started as me procrastinating doing my work. <laughs> well, you're amazing, first of all. <laughs> Mary and I are just sitting here. We're listening to you, and you can't see us, but we, when people say things that we just love, we throw our hands in the air, and we look at each <laughs> other like, right? Yes. Like she's (laughs) so on. Have fun. Have fun. And you're following your love. You follow what you love to do. You're prepared, obviously, because you have an education. You're in in grad grad school in writing. And um, so you're clearly skilled and prepared, but you're following what you love. And even just, even that being Henry. Yeah. Oh, thank you. It makes a difference. And when you're, and when you love, I know it sounds so cliche, but when you love what you're doing and you love why you're doing it mm-hmm. and you're having fun, you're making a huge impact because all oh, those people, that. all those people that are reaching out to you, that's a ripple effect because those people are having an impact too. So it's just, in, it's just incredible. Yeah. And it's, it's just so fun. I mean, Heather and I started podcasting, not even that. We were we had our own little radio show way back early 2000s. And we went because our kids, she has three boys, I have two girls, were under five years old, all of them. And it was just oh, wow. our, our one-hour escape. <laughs> we just <laughs> go to the studio, and we would laugh. And have so much fun. And that's why we believe we got those book deals. And everything... That followed and everything that was good comes out of having fun and following what you love. And sometimes you can lose track of that and you can get mired in other things in life and all the shiny objects. And, but what you're doing, I want to also know, this is your first book. You have a publishing company set up. I'm imagining Henry has a series coming. Right. That's what, so that's what everyone's asking me. And I have, I have ideas. Um, but I also, I also have been thinking about doing some more, doing some writing that, um, like life stories and and personal things like that. So I'm not, I'm not sure what I'm going to do next, but I do have some ideas on, uh, possible children's books for the future. But a lot of people are saying that and saying how they want it to be a, uh, a series of Henry books. Well, from our experience, go with your gut on it. Don't do it something because other people want it or say it do what really flows naturally from you like this first book that's just that's my good... just my point of view on it because when we do something because other people want us to that could derail you completely just really has to feel like henry's book you know that yeah that's a 
that's a very good point. And it kind of goes back to what you were saying about like following, following what you love and following what's fun for you. Yeah. Because when you do look at what amazing things happen. Yeah, it, it is, it is incredible. The things that, the things that happen. One, one other thing that just popped into my head that was, um, Henry, Henry and his site related was, um, I did this one post. Um, it was just, he was having some, some back issues. And so we got this K laser treatment. And so I just did this post. It's just this, uh, this light laser that helps your body naturally heal. So I did a video of him getting that done at the vet and, um, posted that and it has two and a half million views and (laughs) people and yeah and people so many different people wrote me telling me like a similar story saying that they were told by their by their vet that they needed to put their dog to sleep then they saw my video and and got that done on their dog. And then they sent me videos of their dogs like running around the backyard. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. And well. that was the craziest experience too. Just that these little things that you do that you, I, I had no idea that would happen. And I had no idea that it would affect that. But the, these strangers were writing me and saying like, thank you. And it was just me filming a, a thing I was doing at the vet, you know? Well, you just never know, right? What to expect. And I think that's sometimes the best way to go into something is not having expectations or thinking that this is what's going to happen because so often you could be disappointed. But when you go into it without any expectations, look at how delighted you can be. You can, yeah. Just a, yeah, just amazing things that will just make you just make you cry and how beautiful they are. All right, Samantha, thank you so much. Be sure to go check out Samantha's website at henryandthemagnificentsnort.com and get her book on Amazon. Samantha, thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's been wonderful talking with you. And keep us posted. Okay, I will. Okay. Hi there, it's us, Mary and Heather. The lawyers want you to know a few things about this podcast. First, it's for entertainment and education purposes only. And a few things about us. We're not doctors, psychiatrists, psychologists, counselors, financial advisors, or professional coaches. As Mary likes to say, we're just talkers. Always seek the advice of professionals. That's it. Thanks for listening.